Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 159 of Manage the Wild. I'm Nick Madsen. I just barely got off the river not too long ago. Uh, I'm trying to be certified to be a river guide here in Utah, and it's been a, a fun experience. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today was the conversation that we got talking about. Uh, there are different stretches of the water that give you plenty of time to have conversations with different people. And I was talking to the senior guy today, and we got talking about some of the different birds that we were seeing, and we were talking about eagles, and the conversation steered towards pelicans. And, and an interesting fact that I had heard about pelicans not too long ago from a biologist here is that the state of Utah, or at least the Salt Lake International Airport, has been identified as one of those areas of interest when it comes to the FAA because of the pelicans coming from the Great Salt Lake. And it's one of the airports that has the highest risk risk factor when it comes to pelicans because of the elevation that they fly when they are leaving the Great Salt Lake as well as the uh, altitude that the planes are coming in and leaving Salt Lake puts them at a high risk factor. So one of the things that I was really curious of is, like, how often do bird strikes happen? And is this a common problem? It's one of the areas of wildlife management that intrigues me the most. Because I, when you hear about wildlife management on international airports or military bases, like, what are their actual jobs? And when you go into it, it's largely... Like 97% of bird strikes that happen are from birds. But they also get a bunch of other things as well as deer, coyotes, turtles, skunks, bats, alligators, iguanas. White-tailed deer and coyotes are the most common struck animals besides birds between 1990 and 2019, but 97% of those were birds. So some of the things that they do to reduce the amount of birds in the area, one is largely they will grow tall grass cover because rodents are bringing in those birds of prey, those raptors, those red-tailed hawks, and those different kinds of things. And so they go about making sure that they have the correct cover and doing all those things to reduce the amount of birds in the area. The one thing the Utah Division has started doing is they have, or they've been doing it for quite a while, they have a, a pelly track where they've uh, put on some collars, some backpacks on some pelicans, and they started monitoring the direction that the pelicans take off. There is an island on the Great Salt Lake that is um, basically, I guess, outlawed for regular people to go to. It's called Gunnison Island. And there's a large population of pelicans that go and nest there. And so there is a lot of concern. And so they put some backpacks on these and they will basically monitor where these guys are flying. The other interesting thing that uh, I started reading as I was looking into the FAA is about 53%, this is from their website, 53% of bird strikes occur between July and October. And what what you're seeing is a lot of these birds are the young ones. They're either just born and they're learning to fly or they're starting that migration route. 
And so the majority are summer into fall. 63% of the bird strikes with with a civil aircraft occur during the day. So during the day is the worst time to fly in these areas. 29% of those occur at night. About 61% of all bird strikes occur during the landing phase of the flight as they are descending and approaching the airport. And largely these areas that these airports are built in are, like the Great Salt Lake is near marshes and wetlands that's all around it. And so as they're coming in, these birds are taking off, whether they're scared or whatnot. Uh, Only 36% occur during the takeoff run or the climb. The most commonly struck, the most common bird to be struck by an aircraft is actually morning doves. I thought that was very interesting. I thought it would have been like seagulls. They account for 11% of the birds identified to the exact species. Waterfowl, ducks and geese are only about 5%, but are responsible for 28% of the strikes that cause damage to the aircraft. So in my, my thinking, uh, largely seagulls are taking off or they're near landfills and whatnot, and they just there's a mass of birds whirling around. I assume they would, they would uh, be the highest, and they are not. Between 1990 and 2019, there were 29 strikes with commercial aircraft at heights of 20,000 to 30,000 AGL, or above ground level. That's so high. I don't know. So it's just an interesting thing, uh, an interesting part of wildlife management that we don't often talk about or you largely don't think about. But uh, when the military has bases over in Afghanistan or Iraq, they also have people who are doing wildlife mitigation uh, for the jets and the helicopters and those props to take off and make sure that their runways are free and clear. Uh, in Canada, I read a story not too long ago that they hit a moose on their runway. And probably down south, they could probably hit a hog. So I think it just largely depends on the area. But it was just fascinating that here in Utah, bird strikes are one of those things that the FAA and the wildlife officials are worried about. And if you live somewhere else, maybe it's white-tailed deer or coyotes or hogs or waterfowl depending on where you live but it's just one of those random conversations that pops up when you're on the river all right you guys have a great day stay wild